Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. Remember how uh, Cab Calloway started his shows? Heidi Ho. I always like that. Oh, Heidi Ho. <laughs> Heidi Ho. Okay. Well, Heidi Ho to you. Welcome on board, everybody, Mr. You don't even know who Cab Calloway was. Great entertainer and musician. Great. Great jazz musician. Yep, sure was. Uh, entertainer, showman, MC, you name it. Boy. He was it. Could, he could own a room. He, he, he was the a... cat's pajamas, as they used to say. And his peak of popularity was what, 1945? Well, 40s, 40s to... 50s, early 50s. A couple early. of movies. Okay. Right, the great Cab Calloway. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, we're going to have open phones as our show progresses today, and uh, we also are going to have open emails and open texts. But we're glad to say that we're going to continue with uh, just a new opportunity to hear for, from some folks in the community who have strong opinions on our political races. We heard from John Meckley earlier this week, who's a Republican, who uh, says uh, he's not going to be voting for President Trump, and it's okay for you not to do so as well. And to balance that out, uh, there just isn't anybody else better to talk to than Claire Moyer of Lewisburg, a former independent. He's been a Republican most of his life, but now he's an independent. And we know that to be true because he was a write-in candidate in the 85th District State House race uh, when the race was uh, stacked up between, what, David Rowe and... Jennifer Dr. K. Jennifer Rager K. Thank you. I did the same thing yesterday when I was typing this up. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. So, Claire, thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you. Appreciate your asking me to do it. Well, I do appreciate it. And I think you had a letter to the editor, so you've been outspoken, making sure that people know why we should vote for uh, President Trump. John Meckley was on earlier saying it's okay if you're a good Republican not to vote for President Trump. Uh, can you can you list some of the reasons why it's important that folks support President Trump? Well, in his four years, well, it's not quite four years yet, a little over three years, that he's been in office, there's been some positive things that he has done. Uh, if you watch Fox News, they point them out continuously. Other news stations won't because they have such a hatred towards the president. So for me, um, President Trump has done the best that anybody has done for this country, and I think he's a true American. He, he loves his country, and he loves the people of this country. And with that, you overlook the character flaws? Well, we all have character flaws. I don't necessarily support everything that he does. I don't support some of his tweets that he puts out there. But one thing about him is that we know exactly who he is, (laughs) what he stands for, and he doesn't take any guff from anybody. 
Well, yesterday he visited Kenosha, and the media this morning is making a big deal out of the fact that he didn't meet with the family of the young man who was shot seven times in the back. Uh, the president said that he tried to reach out to the family, and they only wanted to talk to him if they could have an attorney on the line, which he decided not against, and probably with good reason. Uh, the Democrats are saying he's fanning the flames. So when you look at him, do you think he's a provocateur fanning the flames, or is he honestly trying to help out there in Kenosha? I think he's honestly trying to help. He's trying to help all these cities that have had these problems, and he refused to accept it. You said the president has uh, done a lot of things well. Describe some of the actions that President Trump has done well. Well, I think he's improved things for the minorities, the blacks, the Hispanics. Uh, he's done things for the black colleges. Um, there's, there's several other things. I can't think of everything right now, but there are other things that he has done. My point in my letter was that I want people to vote with their intellect, not their hatred, and not necessarily their feelings, and not just straight the party. Think it through, analyze it all, and then make a sound decision on your own. Should you discount the president's behavior? Is that what it's sort of like the suspension of disbelief if you're watching a play? You know, just discount the fact that the world, you know, isn't, um, I don't know, surrounded by the settings of Oklahoma or something like that. Uh, suspend, suspend your disbelief in what you see in the president saying and doing and tweeting and just look at these actions. That's the intellect you're talking about? No, I'm not telling you to discount that. I'm telling you to observe all that and view it and inform your decision from there. There's problems on both sides. I'm not going to attack just one side. Both sides have the problems. That's why I no longer will support Democrat or Republican. I went nonpartisan for that reason. I will choose who I want based on listening to what each is saying, finding out what I can about each one, there are things on the Democratic side that nobody seems to want to talk about, and that's fine. But know what they are before you make a decision. Well, this morning on Morning Joe, which I don't normally watch, I try to tune in for part of it, they were making a big deal out of a new poll from an obscure college, Grinnell College, saying that 55% of the people in America think that the president has done a poor job on the pandemic. Where do you come down on that, Claire? I don't know how much I want to trust the polls. I think these are numbers that can be manipulated. Um, I, I just don't uh, buy some of the things that they're saying out there. Well, how do you think he's done on the pandemic? Well, what else could he do? He's gone based upon what the uh, professionals are that he relies on. When we found out about the pandemic, he immediately put a ban on anybody coming in from China. It's easy to armchair quarterback somebody's decisions. You give the governor the same benefit of the doubt. Yep. Okay. So the second guessing, you don't you don't enjoy uh, doing that. Uh, President Trump is known for for uh, what we call extreme puffery, alternative facts, <laughs> lying is what some folks call it. What, what's your view on this? The fact that the, when the president speaks, he uh, he sort of has his own uh, set of realities that he describes. Well. <laughs> I can't say he doesn't uh, stand firm on what his beliefs are, and you know, perhaps he doesn't come across the right way, but I, I can't dispute some of the things that he has done 
I didn't like Trump when he before he ran for president. But when he started to run for president and it was going to go after what's called the deep state, it opened my eyes and I said, yes, this is what we need to do. He has been hated since day one when he went into that office because he's not a politician. He's a businessman. He doesn't fit the realm, so they didn't want him around. Of all the stuff that they tried to get rid of him, so we will see what happens in November. The people had the voice, and all I want them to do is to vote intellectually. Isn't that hard to do? I mean, whether you like him or not, the president generates a lot of emotion. And I think it would be awfully hard for a lot of people to go into the voting booth on Election Day and not vote emotionally rather than intellectually. I understand what you're saying. And I, I understand that, but you're going to have to, people just have to set, take a step back and put their feelings aside for a minute and analyze everything and then go from there. Most, most votes that you do are emotional. Even when I ran, a lot of that was emotional. They didn't give a crap about somebody that was writing in that may have been the right candidate. They just simply went and voted their party. And to just strictly vote party line all the time uh, isn't necessarily always right. Would you say you are satisfied with the elected leaders around here, sort of at the county and state level? You know, I think of Congressman Keller or, or uh, Representative Rowe. Are you satisfied with that leadership that we have from Republicans now? Well, we'll see as time goes by. I don't think either one of them has been here long enough to really, for me to make a decision on that. We, we'll see. Congressman Keller in particular has aligned himself directly with the, the president. That's a satisfactory move on your, in your view or not? Sure. So you like that? I'd rather, I'd rather see people support the president. I didn't necessarily support Obama when he was, in, when he was the president, but I didn't bash and do everything else that people are doing with President Trump. He was our president, and I respected that. That, you're right. That's That's been one of the big problems here. I saw a Facebook friend of mine put down the other day that President Trump is not his president, and he doesn't care what you say. He's not my president. Well, you know, he is your president, whether you like it or not, and I, I think it's sad that so many people wanted him to fail from day one instead of hoping that he would succeed. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's two administrations in a row like that. Well, I think you can see from day one immediately the opposite party went after him to get rid of him. An awful lot of money has been spent, a lot of taxpayers' money has been wasted on trying to get this president out of office. They didn't try to work with him, they didn't want things, uh, they just didn't want him to succeed. How much could have been done good for the country if they would just stop all this nonsense and start working together? Well, look at the take a look at Congress for a minute. The president has been facing a hostile Congress and a favorable Senate since uh, the second year of his administration. You know, do you think there's any chance the Republicans will be able to take back control of this, the House this time around? Well, you know, that's a hard one to call. I didn't think they'd lose it <laughs> when Trump went in, but they did. I'm not exactly sure why they, they lost it. Uh, what the people will vote this time around, I don't know. I, I would hope that the people would vote what needs to be done 
to get the thing to work together. Uh, I think Nancy Pelosi is a bad person to have in there. She has she has pushed forward her agenda, and it hasn't been anything favorable for this country. It hasn't helped it any. No, I agree with you on that to a large extent. But the president has now he issued his executive order, and I find this interesting. He came up with a way to get $400 in extra unemployment benefits to out to people. And I think six states have taken advantage of it so far, but the others haven't. You know, uh, he's faced a hostile Congress. Do you think there's any chance that there'll be a second stimulus bill? I mean, or is the president's credibility with the Democrats so bankrupt that he could, they wouldn't work with him on under any circumstances? Well, I think your second comment is probably the truth. <laughs> when the first stimulus package went through, the thing that disappointed me on that was that Pelosi hightailed it back to Washington from California to stop it. She wanted things put in there to spend money on that had nothing to do with really the stimulus for the American people. Why did Planned Parenthood deserve to get the money they got? Why did so many other places deserve to get the money they got? It had to be a compromise. If that stimulus was to help the people, they should have all worked together and put that money out there to help the people. Go ahead, go ahead and finish your comment. Some some of those agencies you mentioned do help people. Uh, of course, uh, some of them is it's so indirect. You know, you, you really can't tell what was happening. What's your view on the protests that have happened around here lately? You like to be outspoken and to talk about your your good opinions. What's your view on the protests, the standing on the corners and so on, waving signs and what have you? <laughs> well, I never seen them accomplish anything really. Um, I'm a district captain for the Convention of States under Article 5 of the Constitution. And if people really want to get some changes done, that's what they've got to start participating in. Standing out there as signs isn't going to do it. The violence that has generated from all this uh, is embarrassing for this country. I mean, this is stuff I watched that other countries are doing, and here it is in America. You know, us military people have gone to other countries to fight for their freedoms. It's now turning out that, my God, we have to fight in our own land for our freedoms. This violence, what's, what's the sense of tearing down statues? What's the sense of spraying graffiti all over everything? The obscenity. The Mackleys who protected their property were arrested for it instead of them arresting any of these protesters. It's got to stop. Well, the president is also accentuating that division you're talking about. He foments the violence, makes sure that uh, his tweets and comments support people that are uh, violent on the right, on the far right. Uh, what's your reaction to that, the fact that he's stirring the pot? Really, Mark? <laughs> oh, you haven't well, been following this? Well, you know, I, I, I haven't seen some of those tweets. I'm sorry, I really can't <laughs> fully comment on it, but if he is, he shouldn't be doing that. I'll go back to where I say, this is the kind of stuff that I wish that he wouldn't do. But the Democrats remain silent through the whole thing. Everybody talks about, oh, BLM is, BLM is, hey, they're not stopping the violence. They're not doing anything to stop the violence. They're encouraging him. And the guy who started up the BLM will say, and he has said, that you know, if this is anarchism. They want to destroy the system and replace it. It doesn't have a thing to do with Black Lives Matter. If it really does, they're only saying about as far as if a cop shoots a black, 
What about all the blacks that are shooting blacks in these gang wars? A guy walking his child across the street, car pulls up alongside him, arm comes out with a gun, and shoots this kid's father. The kid runs down the street scared to death. Why? Aside from uh, the bad behavior of uh, many people involved in both sides of this uh, issue, uh, do we still have issues of discrimination to resolve in the U.S., still issues of prejudice and, and uh, uh, to make the country as fair as possible for everyone? Do we still have a distance to go? Yes, I think we do. If you look back over history, this issue has been around for a long time. And the only way that we're going to stop this is to educate the people properly. Uh, don't instill in our children that there's that difference. Everybody is the same. I get up each morning and say my rosary before I start my day off. I'm very adamant about the fact that we have to get God back into our lives. And a lot of this stuff will stop if we start to respect what God has told us. And we are not. Well, I've called attention to the division that exists in the U.S. You, uh, if nothing else, promote positive dialogue, sitting down together, uh, enjoying a good breakfast with people on both sides of the aisle. We know that you and Mike Glazer and a wide range of other individuals around the region do that occasionally to make sure that there there are open dialogues. Tell us about this fact that uh, we need to kind of set our divisions aside and get together on some of these topics. Well, it's the only way that you're going to solve some of these issues that we have. We have to be able to, um, each side has to give some concessions. I'm not 100% right all the time, and neither are you. But we surely ought to be able to hit the happy meeting in there somewhere that we can both live with. This this going out and destroying things and, and uh, killing people and beating people up, what is that? What does that accomplish? It doesn't accomplish anything. Well, you know, but going back to the the issue with police, which is sparking a lot of the unrest that's going on around the country, uh, a couple of people have gotten, and I had a, an interesting story, and I don't see it at the moment, but apparently somebody got into trouble, uh, maybe getting fired from their job, because they actually tweeted, oh, it's the Cumberland County District Attorney. Uh, they're calling, the Democrats are calling on him to resign because he posted an article about the Kenosha shooting that suggested that maybe we should look into what the guy was doing, why he didn't, why he resisted, why he didn't comply with police orders, what he may have done to bring on his own problem. And of course, the folks down there, uh, the Democrats are just enraged and they want him to resign because he dared question uh, the, you know, the the background of the guy who was uh, who was shot. Certainly, as the president said yesterday, it's a tragedy anytime someone's shot. But if someone contributes to their um, their problem, do we give them a pass? Well, no, we don't give them a pass. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. What all do we know about this guy prior to that incident actually happened? There's more that you can see outside the lens of the camera, outside the lens of someone's eyes. This guy, from what I found, has a history of um, confrontation with the police. Uh, he's got, <laughs> he had some real problems. I don't know if he was going to get a weapon or what. But the simple thing to this is that all he had to do was just calm down, 
negotiate with the police at that point in time, and none of that would have happened. But no, he's going to fight it. And then that happened, he got killed. I don't justify any death of that manner. I do not. There are better ways of handling things. But if you're going to continue to resist like that, you run that risk. Well, well, thank you so much for all these answers. Uh, We have seen your name on a few ballots in the past. Are we going to see you running for any public office in the future? I doubt it. Uh, At the age that I'm getting, I've got to admit the fact that I don't have the stamina (laughs) that I used to have. But um, I will continue to be involved in it. Uh, It's just my nature. Uh, I can do my opinions and listen to other people's opinions. And hopefully at some point, you know, we can actually get together and discuss these issues and come to a happy meeting on things and and move forward. I think if we live by the Constitution, we've got a pretty good chance. And if we live by the Ten Commandments, I think we've got a pretty good chance. But if we don't want to live by any of those, we've got some serious problems. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your work on the Convention of States. We know you're working on that. Of course, appreciate your military service. You told us when you were running for State House, U.S. Navy veteran. So, and he's a member of St. Michael's Guard as well. St. Michael's. Oh, wow. Super. Okay. And uh, Sacred Heart Church in Lewisburg. That's your church. Yep. Okay, fabulous. Well, thanks for your service there, too. We appreciate that. Uh, Claire, you have an open mic anytime. We're going to keep these dialogues going on the talk show, so stay tuned in, in the days and weeks and months ahead. Uh, we very much appreciate your checking in today, and thanks uh, for sharing your opinions uh, with our broad audience. Thank yep. you, sir. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Thanks for letting me do it. Yep, do appreciate that. Claire Moyer yep. of uh, Lewisburg. Uh, hey, you've seen his name on a couple of ballots, but uh, really just a leader in our community, so we always appreciate uh, his uh, open viewpoints and talking to us about his stance on these issues. We'll take a quickie break. Uh, we'll probably have a chance for a speedy dialer to get through. We have one email that's kind of left over. We don't have any texts piled up today, so uh, we'll take your view on uh, what you'd like to discuss today. one 800 795 We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. You're going to have to write it down. You will need it because we're going to have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. We have news headlines uh, coming up shortly as well. Uh, Than, thank you so much for calling in this morning. You are on the mark. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? That was a very interesting talk by Claire Moyer. I listened carefully, and I wanted to straighten a couple of things out. I've got about a minute, I suspect. Uh, Number one, I do not hate Trump. You guys 
as I say, you guys, the Republicans, keep trying to say we hate Trump. No, we love our country, this United States of America, and don't like where he's pushing it. And people like Claire seem to allow uh, the Republicans to be really wild cards and let them get away with it, where if a Democrat says, hi, I went to school on a certain day, and you find out they didn't, you, you call them a liar and a lowlife. I'm saying I don't hate Trump. I do not trust him. I learned about his position in life back when he was a realtor in New York, and he made news by being sued because he discriminated Discrimin- discriminated, I'm sorry, and uh, also uh, uh, seemed to be less than honest in business. I said, we don't need that guy to be the president of the United States. And we didn't. And we do not, we, not just Democrats, but as you've heard from John Meckley and many, many other Republicans, we don't trust this guy, and we'd like to change him. Maybe you don't like Joe Biden. I'm not really a huge fan, but the guy is smart. He knows what government it is, and he knows how to advance us in the world rather than make us laughing stock. The only problem is he won't come out of his basement and talk to the media and answer oh, tough questions. Joe, you lost Joe. that one a long time ago, oh, Joe. No, you I ought didn't. to stop these old arguments before they smell. Me stop old arguments. My God, you're going back to the 1970s, for heaven's sakes, and you're calling right. me? <laughs> Both of you, knock it off. Hey, you're so nice there, Joe. Appreciate it. Oh, oh, you're nice. a sweetheart, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Joe, you stand down. Than you call back. This is WKOK Sender. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, welcome back to the KOK. Welcoming everybody to join us today. Had a good opinion on the show earlier today from Claire Moyer earlier this week. John Meckley and all of our good callers, some of the more outspoken leaders in the area, get an opportunity. We invite them to call and help start us off. Uh, next week, uh, among the invitees, uh, Dan Muser, the U.S. Congressman, is going to be on the line. Wednesday morning, and on Friday, we'll hear from Raven Rudnitsky. She wrote a letter to the editor recently. She's not supporting President Trump. Of course, Dan Muser is, and he'll also talk about congressional issues. This idea of a CARES 3 is going to be brought up and talked about, so uh, we'll be hearing that uh, next week. We've got a caller waiting. We're going to do news headlines right now. got a bunch of texts and a good email, so we're going to read all of these on the radio uh, right now. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. 
www.thepatriotmedia.com. You can call 1-800-795-9565. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you could text us at 70236. In the news today, four people have now tested positive for COVID-19 in the Mount Carmel Area School District, prompting the district to switch to hybrid learning for the time being. In a video posted on the district website, Superintendent Peter Cheddar says that the district will move to a hybrid schedule over the next two weeks in an abundance of caution. He says this will help reduce building populations by helping with social distancing. Some students will be in class, others will be at home. Cheddar says the schedule can change at any time. Everybody should prepare for possible virtual learning throughout the district. Now, only the students who choose in-person learning at the start of the school year will follow the new hybrid schedule, making those who chose all virtual learning continuing as normal. Uh, parents will be required to complete screening for their children before sending them to school each day. The district says extracurricular activity screening will also be done multiple times per day, including in the afternoon by a district athletic therapy staff. And the district's also encouraging uh, parents from Mount Carmel to remind their children wear the mask, practice social distancing, and proper hand hygiene. Thanks to partying, Lockhaven University says 40 Lockhaven University students have COVID-19, so they're giving up the ghost and going to online learning only. The university has said that this is the very definition of uh, partying, Joe, if you've never heard this. High volume, off-campus gatherings in confined area without social distancing, no masking, with alcohol. <laughs> that's a party. Sounds like a party to me. <laughs> right. Uh, that's the culprit, they said, that led to the rise in capus, uh, cases in Lock Haven University going online. Matt Catrillo was with the vice president of the United States yesterday. We're going to make America and Pennsylvania stronger and more prosperous than ever before. Those were the strong words of Vice President Mike Pence, who paid a visit to the region Tuesday at a Workers for Trump event at Kuharcha Construction in Exeter, Luzerne County. Pence poked fun at Biden's apparent confusing stance on abolishing fossil fuels and how it would or wouldn't hurt fracking. When Joe Biden was asked whether he'd be willing to, quote, sacrifice thousands or hundreds of thousands of blue-collar jobs for the sake of a radical environmental agenda, Joe Biden said, quote, the answer's yes. And this time last year, he told a supporter, I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuels. Joe, that includes fracking. Pence added ending fracking would literally cost a half million jobs by some estimates in Pennsylvania. In other economic praises of the president, Pence said in his first three years of the administration, 500,000 manufacturing jobs were created. Then since the reopening from the pandemic, the vice president says 9 million U.S. jobs have been recreated in the last three months, including 500,000 in Pennsylvania. Then he made a stunning announcement on a COVID-19 vaccine. And even though Joe Biden said that, quote, no miracle is coming, I got news for you. We are on track to have the world's first safe and effective coronavirus vaccine by the end of the year. America's the land of miracles. Pence also spent a great deal addressing President Trump's visit to Kenosha, Wisconsin. He says the administration is not responsible for the division on police brutality. We don't have to choose between supporting law enforcement and standing with our African-American neighbors to improve the quality of their lives, their education, their jobs and safety. From the first day of this administration, we've done both. 
and we will keep supporting law enforcement and keep supporting our African American and minority communities across this land for four more years. Pence also touched on Trump being, quote, the most pro-life president in American history and how he'll continue to stand for the Second Amendment. Valley U.S. Congressman Fred Keller was also in attendance. You can watch Pence's full comments on the WKOK Facebook page. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Union County says they've handed out their CARES grants to county businesses, uh, 136 grants totaling $1.7 million to businesses in the county. And they say nearly nine out of every 10 applicants for the program was uh, funded. The average years in business for the funded business was 23. 128 of the entities employ fewer than 25 people. In addition, 39% were minority owned women-owned or veteran-owned the regional chambers of uh, commerce and the united way helped them uh, establish that grant program and review the applications the president says it is time for the big 10 to play football asap uh, the big 10 conference already in court and under pressure from players and parents over their decision to cancel fall football is now hearing from president donald trump president Tr- trump tweeted that he's spoken with the big 10 commissioner kevin warren about reinstating the fall season asap the big 10 has no immediate uh, comment on uh, that issue. Vice President Mike Pence, uh, we talked about uh, does the president foment violence and encourage the divisions that have led to the violence in the U.S.? Joe Biden says the answer is yes. Mike Pence says... You know, I saw Joe Biden was in Pennsylvania yesterday. Did you see it? After months of staying silent, on riots and looting and violence in the streets of our cities. Joe Biden finally came out of his basement. And he actually said, we have to stand against violence in every form it takes. And right after that, he criticized law enforcement. And he never mentioned any of the anarchists or left-wing mobs that have been sowing violence in the streets of our major cities. Joe Biden said yesterday he, uh, he doesn't think he looks like a, quote, radical socialist with a soft spot for rioters. And that is another excerpt. Uh, we have more about uh, Mike Pence's visit at WKOK.com. Are you happy now? Yes, I am. Incidentally, just to clear something up, uh, Than accused me of using old arguments about the president, and he brought up the president being sued for housing discrimination. You know what year that was? 1973. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> well, that explains what's in his heart. That explains oh, a lot right. of his actions but now. But he was, it was part of a suit. He was part of a suit. The Trump Organization and his father were sued. He wasn't running the thing at the time. He was part of it, but he wasn't running it. I got you. Okay. Uh, Seth, uh, thanks for standing by. Thanks. Thanks for calling. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Mark. Uh, good morning, Joe. Uh, with the uh, President Trump and uh, all the conflicts, so to speak, that's been going on, the rioting, the racism, uh, the knocking over the statues, I have uh, one thought that just came to mind uh, as I was listening to your first caller this morning about 8.30 or so, Claire, whoever he was. I'm not the biggest Trump fan myself, but with all the, uh, I guess, again, I'll use the word conflict, although I'm not sure that's the right word to use. Um, 
think back to the old John Lennon song, all we're saying is give peace a chance. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank oh, you. Okay, well, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, And uh, Claire's all about that. He's a natural-born talker to, on all these important topics that we've discussed. Okay, let's open up the phones. 1-800-795-9565. Our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. We'd love to hear from you uh, starting right now. And you can text us at 70236. Where are we going? Uh, upper right-hand corner, the very <laughs> okay. upper right-hand corner. Uh, I said six states, but uh, one of our listeners says approximately 36 states have agreed to the $300 weekly unemployment aid, including Pennsylvania, uh, although Pennsylvania isn't going to contribute the extra 100 bucks. I think. Right. Uh, yeah, I think we'll fact-check that. I, I, I think that number is lower, but I, th- I, hope, I certainly hope our good yeah, listener I, is I, correct. I heard a much lower number in, in a story I saw yesterday. So Well, and part of it is AP. Maybe they're masking the truth. Because well, that would not be unusual in their case. So. Because they wish to uh, hide the truth. Okay, so we'll check that out. Thank you for that. Uh, you want to read some of these texts? Yeah. One of our texters says, Good morning. How about all of Trump's associates all getting arrested and put in jail? <laughs> oh, all of his associates. Everybody that's ever come in contact with Trump has been arrested and put in jail. I think it's only, uh, of, of the hundreds of people that the president worked with, it's probably, what, only half a dozen are felons? Maybe he's five or six? You know, I mean, you know, you, you add them all well, up. You know, and look at the people now that are starting to fall on the other side, the, uh, the uh, people in the FBI and the other places that promoted the Steele dossier and all these other fake things that the president was talking about, they're now starting to go to jail and plead guilty to crimes. Right, so the, you're saying the president is as bad as them. Uh, no, I'm saying they're <laughs> as bad as the president, right? Does that oh, make I, you happy? Uh, right. Uh, thank you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I knew saying, you'd inadvertently m- m- speak the truth if I walked you through I'm it. saying there's pr- plenty of mud to go around here, brother. All right. So you yeah, make it you, sound like it's all on one side is absurd. It's like a pipeline to Leavenworth. You walk through Washington and you end up in federal prison. Then, uh, good morning. If you are a real Trump supporter, you would let your children go to school, let business open up 100%. I will allow you all to get the the virus, I guess that is, V-I-R, virus, yes. Let's see who lives, signed Bob. You know, Bob, let's talk about our good old pal Nancy Pelosi out there in San Francisco, who, despite the fact that the the beauty shops are completely shut down, went to one yesterday and got her hair done and wasn't wearing a mask. (laughs) Gee, isn't that hypocrisy? All right, uh, and go ahead and read this, and then we'll All get right. our call. says, good morning, gentlemen. Many times I hear what did President Trump accomplish. I've just wrote down a small list. Farmers' deals with China, favored nations on prescriptions, cut regulations on fracking, cut regulations on shovel-ready jobs. VA gave the veterans their choice, responded to the China virus, built the, building the wall, rebuilt the military, created millions of jobs, opened oil lines, lowered taxes, working on school choice, justice reform for the black community, got black college long-term funding, opportunity zones for black people, moved our embassy and recognized Jerusalem, NASA, the Space Force, and placed two Supreme Court justices and trying to make our country safe. Thank you, President Trump. I'm trying to imagine what you could accomplish in four more years, and I'll add, and with a friendly Congress. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, let's see. Uh, I, I guess we don't have time for it. All of these items, the, there's another side of the story for all of these. You know, if you talk about uh, rebuilding the military, is there a downside to that? You know, our deficit now, what is it, $3 trillion added just this year? So, I mean, is there a downside? Lowering taxes, we were his $3 trillion dollars wasn't all for the military budget. A trillion no, 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 no. no. That's, yeah, that's entire budget plus the COVID um, money. Lowering taxes, of course. Uh, there's uh, that just adds to the revenue. There's no government spending. I mean, the president has broken as many promises as he has <laughs> kept. So, but we don't have to get into oh, all. Oh, I this. love this one. One of our, one of our textures says Nancy Pelosi was getting her hair washed. <laughs> She was in the salon. She was there getting cut, color, dye, the full treatment. Right. You know, and what's interesting is that the the guy who was doing her rents a chair in the salon. And the salon owner, who's not allowed to open, is the one who released the videotape of Nancy plowing around in her little nightgown or whatever she oh, was wearing. Oh, I'm sure Fox gave him a little. With no mask on. <laughs> gave him a little scratch for that. So, <laughs> All right, Eric, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for waiting while Joe and I prattled through some very important emails. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. And as always, I do appreciate your prattling. Um, first of all, uh, I, I applaud Claire and for his courage to come on the air and uh, share his views. I don't necessarily agree with them, but I applaud him for the courage it takes to to come on and and share them this morning. So, and another perspective. So, thank you, Claire, for that. Um, secondly, I like to apologize. My wife said I got a little heated yesterday when I was on the air with Joe, and I apologize for getting maybe overly heated. I think Joe said maybe you prodded me a little bit, but that's no excuse for, for yelling on the telephone. Um, my I didn't mind. I, I didn't mind, and I didn't think you were out of line. This is a discussion okay. program. Sometimes people get emotional on it. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. Okay, that's good. Um, the two two points I'd like to make this morning are two which were uh, a major part of the, actually, the Republican agenda uh, prior to the actual election in uh, 2016, and that was addressing the deficit and addressing health care. And I'd like to know, Joe, do you know what the, the standing president is planning on doing in a second term to address either one of these? Because I have no idea because I, I haven't heard him address them. Well, he did say that he had a plan for health care that he would release in his second term, but I don't buy it. I don't think he has one. I think his only, so far, his only plan has been to dismantle Obamacare without any clear idea of what to put in its place. And I think it's his one great failing. He ran on that. I agree with you. He said he was going to do something about it, and he hasn't. And I don't think he's really tried. So there you go. I agree with you on that one. And as a Republican, also, uh, all I heard during the Obama administration, all I heard, but what but I heard was deficit, deficit, deficit. And now Mark just took a little of my thunder a couple minutes ago, but uh, the what, what is uh, what is the president's plan to address the deficit? Well, let's be honest about that. The deficit was increased by the stimulus package, and the Democrats want to add $4 trillion more to the deficit by an even bigger stimulus package that bails out states that have been <laughs> So you're flawed. saying the president's pathetic, but the Democrats are, no, too. No, I'm, saying that, I'm, I'm saying that nobody in Washington is ever going to win an election by saying, folks, we got to tighten our belts and pay down Cut the back. national debt. It isn't going to happen, and right. you know that, Eric, as well as I do. Well, yeah, the deficit was going well, the wrong the only, direction. The only can I've heard it talked about ways of raising revenue is uh, is Biden 
and he talked about having raised revenues of anyone who has income over four hundred thousand dollars. Uh, what what is Mr. Trump saying about that? About well, you know, this has been the old Democratic ploy. The answer to everything is soak the rich. Let's get take it from them. Let's everybody pay their fair share. You know, if if the loopholes were created that allows rich people to uh, to get away with paying less taxes, who's been in power in Congress for most of the years in Washington? The Democrats have, and the Republicans, when they've been in power, they haven't done anything <laughs> about it either. So, I mean, I don't think there's any serious. And who are the biggest contributors to the political campaigns? The fat cats, the people who have the money to give. So, where's the real incentive in Congress to to tighten up the belt and to take away from rich people? Yeah, nice job, Joe. President Trump is pathetic also, so that's not really a defense. No, I'm just saying that, you know, you can't tar him with that brush without turning around and tarring the other side as well. All right, we got terrible leadership. The vortex I'm is sucked out. Where what's the plan? At least uh, uh, Mr. Biden uh, has a plan, uh, has, has stated it publicly. And do you honestly uh, think, you Eric... You keep talking about Mr. Biden just being sitting in, in his, his uh, cellar or whatever, Um Where's the plan? And also, uh, I heard a report which really, I'm going to use my phrase again, chilled me to the bone, that the Fed has come out and said publicly that even if interest rates climb, they're going to keep the uh, prime rate at zero. Well, let We're me talking ask, about runaway inflation, aren't we? Let me ask you a question, Eric. Let's sure. say Joe Biden and the Democrats got that tax that you're talking about. His plan went through. Do you think they're going to take that money and apply it to the national debt? Or are they going to spend it on programs and the Green New Deal and other social experiments that they want to run? And give it back to the people who should have had it in I, the first place. I tell place. you what they're not going to do is not going to run Social Security into the ground so they can turn around and privatize it to the big fat cats in uh, Wall Street. <laughs> which is what, what uh, the president has said he's going to do. He, he wants to put a moratorium on the contributions to everyone in Social Security until at least whenever. So he's, at least Mr. Biden is not talking about uh, you know, rending Social Security into the ground. We want All to right. talk about issues. We got you, Eric. Okay. Thank you so much for calling Thanks, in. Thank you, guys. Very appreciate much. Always. Take care. Appreciate it. Got callers standing by. we got to take a quickie break. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Marco. we got calls coming in on all of the lines. Stand by if you're still ringing to get in, so hold on. Uh, one of our listeners says, The president used the White House location for his convention speech because so many areas are closed down and so many venues are unable to handle the crowd. Obviously, anywhere the president makes a speech or has a rally is bad, according to Trump haters. Says Got one, that right. One of our good listeners. All right. Uh, Lance, you're on the radio. Please go right ahead. 
uh, Trump's rally there at the uh, White House certainly cost the uh, taxpayers a whole lot less money than anywhere else. They already had the security. They already had everything else. So. Well, and I imagine they would have to bring in extra, So, but the campaign would pay for that, or they should anyway. I'm sure they did. You know, usually if you have a campaign event uh, at a public venue, you have to pay for the extra sound and lights and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right there, sir. But anyway, old Joe Biden, who uh, rails on ad nauseum, I said this before, about wealth, privilege, corporate greed, tax loopholes, on and on and on and on. Well, you know, he did come from the uh, most tax-friendly uh, state for corporations, did he not? Think about the old Delaware loophole where folks make all their money here in Pennsylvania, but when it comes time to pay the state back for the infrastructure and everything that they use, that tax goes mostly to uh, Delaware. I think it's just uh, kind of odd that the uh, same electorate that elected the legislator to put those laws in place also elected Joe Biden. Now, as the tax loopholes, this is rather <laughs> actually funny. Uh, he went on about raising taxes on those that make over $400,000. I mean, he said that a lot. Well, him and his wife last year had uh, income right on $40 million. <laughs> now, Oh, yeah, $13.3 million of that was from royalties from books and speaking and all this. So instead of filing as uh, individuals, they filed as an escort. Well, that saved them half a million dollars on that one. So here he's going on about... You mean the they're not paying their fair share, Lance? Oh. Wow, that's the way it looks. I mean, it just seems kind well, of... Well, they're 1% of the 1%. Yeah, right. Well, here, while we're talking, though, about that, that last... Uh, Stimulus package, they call it, which was right on what, three trillions? No, it was one trillion. It was wasn't it one trillion to begin with? Or yeah, was it wasn't two. It the wasn't first two one or was three. Two, and the next one was one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're actually we're going almost for three. Well, all of the billionaires in the United States are worth about two point six trillions. So that would have wiped out all their wealth if indeed you could have uh, turned their wealth into liquid assets, which would be violent to impossible, singing out a whole lot of that is tied up in uh, job uh, wow. <laughs> making uh, money. You know? So it's kind of weird there. <laughs> well, uh, when we're talking, though, about the uh, Black Lives Matter and the whole thing, and if the uh, police are committing genocide, well, that's, they've been killing one black man every 26 days, okay? Well, Planned Parenthood kills one every two minutes. And uh, about every, well, if you figure it all out, 19 blacks are killed every day by other blacks. That's uh, one about uh, every, what, an hour and a half or something like that, hour and a quarter. And I, I just uh, think it's kind of weird you're talking about uh, genocide. If anybody's doing genocide, it's Planned Parenthood. People having abortions around the globe. Yep, no argument there. Okay. No, uh, it's not a globe. That is in the United States. Right. Right here. I hear you. Got I hear that? you loud and clear. All right. Okay. okay. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call, Lance. Thanks for checking in. Uh, Dan, you are next up. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Mark and Joe. Why, when your interview with uh, Mr. Moyer 
you do a lot of things the press always does. They say, how do you deal with Trump's lies and Trump's tweets? Uh, that's a very unfair assumption. You, you accuse Trump of being a liar all the time, but you never name a lie that he has ever said. And I don't see Trump as a liar. I don't see Trump's tweets as being a big problem. I see him as an asset. That's how Trump gets his message out here, through tweets. And every news organization, almost 90, over 90% of them accuse Trump of being a liar. And I, I really resent that. I, Trump's a truth teller. Oh, really? You, you, you must have funnels you, in your you ears guys, or something. You, you name all the time you do that, but you never name a lie. Okay, how about this? I, I just Googled Trump lies. How about this? President Trump, quote, the coronavirus will weaken when we... Oh, hold on. The, the coronavirus will weaken when we get to April in the warmer weather. That has a very negative effect on that. That's the type of virus. It'll go away. Well, it, that wasn't a lie. That was an opinion. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, that's fine. That, a lie is today is Friday. That's okay. a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the outbreak will be temporary. It's going to disappear. Opinion. Okay. Uh, let's see. Don't you think the president uh, should tell the truth all the time, though? No, no, because sometimes lying is in our national best interest, and he wouldn't be the first president who did that. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah, we'll give him a buy then because it's in his best interest. But you don't even hear these as lies. Is that true, Dan? You hear the truth when he speaks lies. Is that correct? I uh, twisted what I said. I hear what the man says, and he's not the liar. They hate Trump media makes him out to be. He's not sure we all make mistakes and it comes out like a lie. I, I'm I'm sure I made mistakes on this program over the years, not intentional. But if I catch a mistake I'll correct it. And I president is not a liar and that really irks me because the uninformed out there a certain amount of them believe it well the uninformed also believe the president so <laughs> look they, at you they, they, they believe oh, wow. you media type calling Dan trump, uninformed trump is a liar you they believe you i just talked to a lady the other day she don't know what to think i said you i said you can't believe the mainstream media Okay. They lie all the time. How about, about this, Dan? The president, and it, I, I resent that. We don't have news anymore. How about we have propaganda? Uh, let's it do some terrible. more. Let's, let's do some more opinions, and you tell me if they're true or not. We yeah. now have the lowest mortality rate in the world from COVID nineteen. Is that a true right. statement, an opinion, or what false? Was the, what was the date it was said? July 6th. Was it true because as of July 6th? No, no, it's blatantly false. That's How do you know? true because oh, what, you, what the <laughs> gotcha. left-wing people are doing is inflating okay. the numbers, probably less than one-third of the numbers that they're saying it is because they chalk everything up to COVID-19. 
when you die in a nursing home, it was COVID-19, and it could have been a heart condition. They, they, they're inflating the numbers. Okay, so Mark, Dan... that's what you fail to see. Right, Dan, so you, you are perfectly well today. We're gl- grateful for that. You get COVID-19, and tomorrow you have a heart attack. You say that is just a heart attack. That had nothing to do with the disease that I contracted today, correct? That's that's probably gotcha. beyond okay. the scope of my, <laughs> right. my pay scale, but... <laughs> They chalk everything up to COVID-19 in order to make it look worse than it is so they can make Trump to try to get president out of office. Right. And there's nothing they're going to stop that. I think there's probably it's a more practical... There's a more practical election. There's a more, be, there's a more practical reason for it. Uh, they get more money if they code it for COVID. And it, it there's more money available for things. Oh boy, Joe, you, you said, are, that's bad. You said to Claire another thing that wasn't true. You said Trump incites right, right wing. Okay, we got to get another call propaganda. In. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Extremists. I got to stop and there. Thank you, Dan. Dan, we got, we got to move on, Dan. I'm sorry. We've had eight minutes, and so we got to move on. Thank yeah. you. Take right. care. Really appreciate the call, but thank you very much. President Trump law- says he launched the largest mobilization since World War II against COVID-19. The truth, these claims are incorrect and misleading. The federal government's coronavirus response has been widely criticized as a failure, but many individuals view the president as an individual who was in a no-win situation. Regardless, the nation's spending per capita on COVID-19 is a fraction of that which it was for World War II. He said since World War II. He didn't say including World War II. That's the problem. Oh, I see. Did, uh, you, see. Read it, you read it yourself. He said since World War II. Oh, my God, Joe. <laughs> you got it bad. <laughs> you have got it Me? bad. All right, Bonnie, please hold on. You've got on. Trump derangement syndrome so bad your ears are falling off. The most patient woman in the... If anybody knows of anything false the president has said, email us or call us. If the president said anything false... Tell us what it is. The, Joe doesn't hear him. Dan no, doesn't hear him. I didn't say he didn't tell lies. I'm just saying that the examples you gave are not lies. I got you. Okay, we got you. Keep it up. All right, uh, we will be right back. Bonnie, thank you for waiting. Uh, you're going to be on next. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on, on the Mark. One more funny fact check. These are from AP. 
Uh, President Trump attacked... You mean absolutely pathetic. Uh, right. Uh, okay. President Trump later attacked Joe Biden's handling of the H1N1 swine flu. Uh, the truth, Joe Biden was in fact not responsible for the federal government's responsible to H1N1, even though Joe Biden falsely claims he was. <laughs> and gee, uh, he is so much superior funny? to the president. He never lies. <laughs> Two lies in, in one sentence. That's funny. Remember, he graduated from the top of his class at law school with three degrees. Uh, you know, I love that commercial. I cannot <laughs> pull my eyes away every time I see it, and especially because the media does the truth-telling response afterward. But anyway, all right, Bonnie, you are the most patient woman in the world. Thank you so much for calling well, in. I have something important to say. Oh, please go right Yesterday ahead. Yesterday morning, you posted a thing on your WKOK Facebook page. It said, Valley Republicans say it's okay to vote for Joe Biden. You had a picture of four men, and none of the ones were the ones that the men said, that said that. Yet you took the post down after somebody commented on it. Shouldn't you repost a retraction? saying none of them men are for Joe Biden. Yes, 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 yes. Usually we That's do. That's very misleading, and it's like yep. fake news, Mark. Uh, yep, I got you. I, th- I you, hear you, you loud and clear. And you think the president lies. Right, that was a mistake. Well, not a lie, it was a mistake, but I guess it was a... No, it was a lie. Right, it none was something false. None of them four false. men are voting for Joe Biden. None of them. I got you. Okay, I see the damage it's you're talking about. The public. So you're as bad as the fake news on TV. Right, right. Yeah, I never envisioned it that way. I was just focused on uh, John Meckley. You thought. wouldn't because you see one side. Right. American people see both sides. Gotcha. And I think a retraction should be put up on your page. All right, we'll consider that. Yeah, well said. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Anything else? Are you voting for Joe Biden? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me what... I the... want to keep America a great place to live. All right, and, sp- and Good for you. Yeah, perfect. Okay, and specifically, what's the best thing about President uh, Donald John Trump, in your view? He's for the American people, not the illegal aliens. That's the biggest thing. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, thank you yes. so much, Bonnie. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, thank well, you for your call. Yeah, well, well said. I honestly, I, I uh, put the wrong picture up. I had a picture in my file that was mislabeled, and it was a picture of John Euling and Ben Reichley and some other good GOP leaders around here. Uh, actually, I don't and know. You said John. they were voting for. <laughs> no, no, I said John Meckley, and I said John Meckley was in the picture, but oh, uh, he wasn't. He okay. wasn't. It was John Euling. I have no idea what his politics are, but uh, so I switched the pictures as soon as it was brought to my attention but uh, yeah, I wouldn't see the damage but uh, you would I would never think that Ben Reichley would be offended or other people would see that as fake news but I understand what Bonnie's saying and I 100% well, agree. Well if he wasn't in the picture the implication if you just read the headline supporters for uh, for uh, Joe Biden it may, somebody might come away with right, that. Right, 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 right. Yeah so we'll have to put that post up. I think Bonnie's on to something here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, let's see where are we so, here? Was that a lot? She said it was. Well, it was, wasn't true. <laughs> I think a lie has a... Uh, Certainly wasn't puffery. Does a lie have a motive? that, Like if I tell you, Joe, please come in seven days a week from now on because I'm going to pay you $100 million a year. Oh, I like that. Isn't that a self-serving lie? Because I know it's not true, but I want you to respond in a way that uh, favors it. What I did was a mistake. 
you right. know, and, and it was, I mean, it was an error, and and definitely not true. I mean, Meckley was not in the photograph that where these other. And men you have were. no idea who the other four are voting for. They have never come out. And well, said I know publicly. who Ben's voting for. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know. He's who been Ben's here a couple times. Too. <laughs> he's pretty clear about that when he's here. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah. Well said. Uh, more fake news busted. Uh, Mike is next. Mike, thanks for being a patient waiter. You are on the mark. Yeah, before I get to what I wanted to say, I want to answer your question that you just proposed to uh, Bonnie about why I like President Trump. I believe that President Trump is concerned for the future viability of the United States as a continuing uh, country and a power. And I I believe that's his goal. I, I don't believe his goal... Uh, from day one has been to enrich himself, to collect votes, to get power, to to have a, a, a real strong agenda politically. But I think his agenda was just to make sure that the United States remains strong. Okay, that said, I think we have a problem in the United States, and I keep I keep hearing we don't have critical thinking, okay? And, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, I've, I've never... Uh, no one's ever said, okay, we're going to talk about critical thinking in class today, or we're going to teach you critical thinking. I've never had that in my entire life. But I, but I feel that I, I think I kind of do it innately. And, and what I want to say is I listen to the news. I, I think I'm kind of like a regular person. I, I hear what's at the top and the bottom of the news hour, you know, and the AP news, the ABC news, and what have you. And I believe that it's slanted in a way that tries to put a message in your head without thinking about it. Now, Mark, just a little bit ago, you said something about the United States and the COVID death rate. Could you repeat that for me? Wait, say that again? Uh, Just a couple of minutes ago, you were talking to someone that the United States has, like, the worst death rate or something about COVID. No, he was reading a news story or uh, something that supposedly the president said at a time that uh, was Completely false, or in his opinion, it was, it was an opinion. Right. Well, no, it was actually a false statement, but it, it wasn't the truth. I guess you could say. But anyway, go ahead. No, no, but re- you countered and said the United States has the worst death rate in the world for oh. COVID nineteen, didn't you? No, 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 no that, he didn't say that, that. Would be another false statement. The president said it was the best, and Mark merely pointed out that it wasn't the best. Okay, okay, but I mean, I've 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 heard it said numerous times that the United States has the worst death rate for COVID nineteen, and and you know what? Okay, let's say if you take the data that we have, the number of tests positive, the number of people that have uh, been said to have died from COVID nineteen, yeah, maybe on paper that's true, but no one ever talks about how much testing is done in the United States compared to other countries. No one talks about the number of people that were in nursing homes that were uh, infected or had the virus and and died, but they were all caused COVID-19 deaths. Now, how many people do we have in nursing homes compared to these other countries? Did, Did people die at home from natural causes, but in other countries that may have had the virus? I don't know. But the bottom line to me is you can make data and statistics say whatever you want to and then you can report that on the news as it's fact that you can report that spin and that's the message that people get in their heads and the last thing i want to say is i wish i had a dime for every time i heard a politician a news person or whatever say he was shot seven times in the back 
Now, you know what? That is a fact, okay? That is a fact. But no one explores the fact. Have, has anyone talked about what are the parameters for using lethal force by a police officer? And when that lethal force is used, how is it supposed to be used? How many times? When do you stop? Okay? So the, I'm not saying the guy was right or wrong. I'm just saying that the, the news is he was shot seven times in the back. And nothing else is really in people's minds other than he was shot seven times in the back. So in my mind, I'm not going to say people are being brainwashed, but there's messages that are put in people's head that even though they're factual, they don't really uh, tell the whole story. And, and the message and what people want you to hear and, and what you to think is put out in the news before all the facts are out. We've talked about the 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 uh, other side of the story, I guess you could say, related to the shooting, and talked about police and lethal force, and the fact that there is a uh, a, a viewing of all of the facts that related to this that still has to have happened, and that the broad community and much of the media and the people that are sort of jumping to conclusions haven't seen all the facts related to this, don't know what uh, preceded the videotaping. You know, there was a the incident was well underway by the time the video tape started and of course it continued afterward without being videotaped so uh, we've talked about that and I'm not defending police but I know that there's a lot more to the story than just seeing somebody get shot in the back yes that's definitely bad in fact Joe said why do you have to shoot somebody seven times in the back and one of our local listeners says uh, if you're facing lethal deadly force and you're a police officer and the individual you're shooting at is uh, could potentially be intent on killing you what is the exact number of shots that's appropriate under those circumstances? And I think that's a valid question. Uh, you know, if you're going to say seven's too many or in the back is too they bad. usually teach police two, center mass. Okay, well, that's fine. But the fact is, if, if you have a viable threat, if this individual gets in the car, you know, what's in there, uh, you don't know the answer to that. You also said about the death rates. According to John Hopkins, Mexico is the worst country in the world when it comes to COVID deaths per 100,000. They're up to, I think, 10 0.8% for individuals who get it, uh, who die from it. Next is Iran, Peru, Bolivia, Indonesia, Romania, Colombia, Brazil, then the U.S., right in the middle uh, with a, probably in the uh, in terms of percentage, uh, much, much lower than Mexico, then Iraq, Chile, Turkey, South Africa, Ukraine, Argentina, okay. Morocco, well, you, you India, Russia, point. Philippine, and Bangladesh down at the bottom. You, you made your point. So with oh, with all I? due okay, respect, thank Mark, thank you. You, you've made some valid points about how you guys are doing your job. But you're not Jake Tapper and Chuck Todd. Thank heaven. Okay, how, well, that works out nicely for in our favor. Here. How many more people listen to Jake and and uh, Chuck than they do to you guys? I mean, yeah, you're doing your job, and you do do it. You do do it. But the reality is, the the, the mainstream. I don't consider you the mainstream media. I consider you the fringe media. You're part of the media, but you're not the ones getting the message out to the vast majority of the country. And I don't believe anybody's controlling what you say either. So. So there's that. And now, as far as Mexico being the leader in deaths, you know, don't you think it's a good idea that we keep the uh, uh, illegal immigrants or illegal aliens okay. from flooding the, uh, the country? But, uh, hey, they're still saying, welcome, bring them all in, the Democrats are. Preaching to the choir. And you're that they have the worst situation in the world down there for COVID-19, and we have the Democrats saying, bring them on. 
All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Really appreciate the call. Thanks for checking in. All right. We've got a caller standing by, but we've got a last break to take, and I have some important messages to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, which I will do very shortly. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, we invite you to do what I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com, see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. It's an opportunity for you to purchase a brand new Hyundai, Ford, Kia, or Lincoln car or truck. They're also a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. They're a master towing service. they got the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. You can click on a coupon for it. The Works Fuel Saver Package. Uh, you can uh, just get everything done that you need to on a vehicle. It's a clearinghouse, so to speak, at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they would just love to do business with you. Bob, thank you very much for waiting. We appreciate your patience. You are now on the mark. Oh, good morning. Um, I got a couple of questions. Uh, earlier in the show, did Eric uh, insinuate that Joe Biden would do nothing to harm Social Security? Yes, he did. Okay. Um, was Joe Biden part of the Obama administration? He takes credit for everything he believes the Obama administration has done. Okay. Uh, did you know that Obamacare robbed $716 billion from Social Security, Medicare? No. How so? How so? That was in the that was in the Obamacare deal. They How did they do that? How'd they do it? That's the question. How'd they do it? I, it's part of the program, part of the Obamacare deal. To pay for Obamacare, they took they took seven hundred and sixteen billion from Medicare to fund it. Was that was that one time or is that an annual thing? Not sure about that. Oh, okay. All right, we got you. We'll have to look that one up. I wasn't aware of that. Well, they cobbled together money from all over, taxes yeah. on things, and maybe they borrowed some from Social Security. That seems Possibly to be the, so. the way to do it. All right, thank you so much, Bob. You can have much, much more time. Call tomorrow. we got open phones tomorrow as well. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now coming up on 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show on WKOK Sunbury.